What up, y'all? What up? What up? Welcome to the Stamper Podcast. This is episode 16. It's been a minute since you guys heard me. <laughs> now we back in effect. Uh, we got a special guest in the house, someone that who is a peer of mine, someone who I highly respect, someone that is out here on their grind, getting to it. We got Tierra Bryant in the house. What's up, Tierra? Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, I had to definitely get you on the podcast because I see how you're moving out here. You're making it shake. You're not turning <laughs> down. No opportunities. You're making the best of everything. And so I want to get you on here just to have the people, just people know a little bit more about you, your story, uh, how you progress in the notary industry. And so hopefully they can pull some gems. Well, I know they're going to pull some gems from you because, like I said, you have a lot oh, yeah. that you bring to the table. So just starting out, just tell the people, just introduce yourself, tell the people who you are and how'd you get into the notary industry? Absolutely. Well, hello, people. My name is T.R. Bryant. I'm the owner of T. Bryant Notary Services based here in New Jersey. Um, so how I got started with notary, kind of like what I noticed a lot of people do, YouTube, YouTube University. Um, I was listening to a meditation and the commercial came on like, oh, do you want to do this? Do you want to make this money? Do you want to you know, do this simpler job than what I was doing? Um, I worked in healthcare for the last about 12 years, so I just wanted a break. I just wanted to go someplace where I could be my own boss and really just flourish in my creativity and learn more and be able to get paid for what I know, because working in healthcare, especially during COVID, like you saw where the value was, and unfortunately, it wasn't with the healthcare workers or the professionals, so I had to go. Talk about that experience, because I know there was a lot of healthcare workers that were quitting. They just didn't like how the system was was playing out. And obviously you have to be an essential with the, the essential workers and everything. But you talk about that experience. Yeah. So for me, I was in a startup program. Um, I was a case manager for a program that dealt with reentry services and also opioid abuse. So for us, we would be going into prisons and working with people when they get onto the community. We will follow them for 12 months, essentially just helping them, you know, navigate all the social services and everything. But when everything shut down, it's more difficult to provide these types of services. It's already a disadvantage. So now it's even more. And when it comes to us, you know, in terms of safety, it's like, it's a social service. So in healthcare, it don't stop. It don't matter what happens. We go out for snowstorms. We're, you know, responsible for a little bit of everything because we are, you know, public servants in that way. So for me, I just knew that that wasn't where I wanted to be anymore. I felt like I did my due diligence. I got my master's degree. I, I did everything I could do within healthcare for this time. And it was just time for me to move on. I think COVID did that for a lot of people. It just showed them how many more opportunities they had out there. And the notary business showed me too many. And I was like, oh, no, I need parts. So here I am. I seen you post that on Twitter the other day. And I, and I retweeted it. You got a, you got a master's degree? Yeah, I got a master's degree. Yep. 20. I'm, I'm class of COVID 2020. So what? yes, yeah, I had to, I just felt like you got your bachelor's in public health. Okay. What are you going to do with it? Now it's like, all right, you have to get this match, this master's degree. I got in healthcare administration. I love it. I thought I was going to go into pharmacology or go into clinical research as a project manager, but I just wanted a little bit more autonomy over what it is I was doing. I wanted to create kind of quicker time freedom for myself and my family. I had a four-year-old daughter and she grown up real quick and she wanted to go to Disney. So <laughs> We got to make it happen. Right. Talk about the, what, 
Now, and as I move on, I definitely want to stay on this. Uh, would you recommend anyone? Would you recommend folks try to pursue their master's degree, just pursue their degrees in general, despite the type of economy where we live in, where it's basically if you don't have uh, a high income skill, that's going to be pretty tough for you. Would you would you recommend people still try to get pursue that master's degree? So what, what this is what I would say about that with my master's degree specifically, it was in a field that I wanted to know more, more about. I already worked in healthcare, but I wanted to switch over into leadership. So yes. what it really taught me was more leadership skills, emotional mm-hmm. intelligence, learning how to, you know, deal with de-escalate situations. And I feel like once you get into that master's level program, it cuts out the fluff. So you kind of get more into that niche, you get more practical skills. So if it's something that you're interested in, yeah, I think that master's degree is worth it because it brought me to project management, which let me understand my personality type in terms of like job skill, which then brought me over to notary. It's like, okay, I know if I can excel and I have good you know data collection and these type of skills and it fits over here and this is high income well i can just bring that over here and everything else i've learned along the way that's awesome so, so you bet so basically those skills are pretty much transferable into the notary industry yes yes yeah i like that this is, and the reason why i think that's 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 a that's pretty dope is because folks i see that get the degrees like i don't, i feel like there's nothing wrong with getting educated it's not definitely nothing wrong with education at all, but I feel like if you're going to pursue a degree, at least get a, get a pursuit a degree that's in a field that's going to actually get you paid. You know, because there's some folks that try to, you know, they they, you know, they get these degrees in fields where the income doesn't match what you're paying, what you're paying at school or what you're paying for your education. So it's like that's real. Point. Like for me, I got a degree in criminal justice, and that was a complete waste of my time. <laughs> a complete waste of my time. I wish, <laughs> man, man, I wish I had a time machine. Did you have plans for it when you were getting yeah. it, or it was just something you just wanted? What did you want to do? I was on good. I was on uh, going to pro. I was either going to work as uh, in probation or parole, or possibly use the leverage that to get to corrections. Okay, <laughs> and that okay. did not work. So, yeah, I definitely played myself, but it was an experience <laughs> within itself, anyway. So I'm not gonna complain about it because I'm in a better. I'm in a better place now than I was before. So, okay. shout out to y'all that's uh, pursuing criminal justice out there. Me, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it at all. Yeah, that's funny. Well, you know, criminal justice, they got its own, you know, field too. So I always see when people talk about being like a notary within um, like a jail, I always see people kind of talk about that. And I'm like, I wonder how you even like get into that. Yeah. Not that I want to go back to jails. Those The way the door slam, it's all psychological and I'm definitely scared straight. So <laughs> I would rather not go back to jail, but... <laughs> No there's parts market, of that. I feel you with that. market everywhere as a notary. That's that's my point. That's a fact. And it's listen. And we're gonna segue into that. And so, when you first, like, how did you find out about becoming a notary? That's that's what I wanted. How did you find out about coming becoming a notary? Yeah, so I was on YouTube and I was listening to a meditation and a commercial came up and it's like, have you ever thought about being a notary? And you're just like, what the heck is that? And it's, I don't know, I think his name is like John something. And he like yeah. has his stance and he's like explaining, you know, the job in the most simplest terms possible. Yeah. And it makes it seem like, oh, okay, well, if, can you stamp a piece of paper and watch someone sign? And I'm like, yeah. And then it's yeah. like, all right, well, like now go learn. So I was very fortunate enough to um, have like some extra time on my hands. I knew that I wanted a career change and I felt like 
the information I was getting um, from like YouTube and the things that I was reading. I came across Sophia Martin's channel and I was locked in trying to learn. I was look at uh, Notary Life with Kemi. I was looking at Shauna, like I was looking at everybody's channel just to, you know, get more information. I noticed that there was a lot of black women dominating in this industry. And I was just like, yeah. okay, I see we thriving out here. Let me go see what this is about. And then I started to run into more like black men, like driving out here. And I said, oh, nah, like this is a really good position for like people in our community because there's not as many restrictions. Yeah. You know, it's not like you have to have a, this degree or you have to have this. It's like, you know, you can have your uh, high school diploma, you know, be 18 and you can just go out and set forth and, you know, create a business of your own. And I think that's super dope. And that's what drew me. That's what drew me into it. Like I said, the freedom to be up. It, it didn't require you to go to four years of four years of school all over again. All I had right. to do was the, the six hour trainings, do the project exam. And I was well on my way. So that's dope. Do you remember your, your very first assignment? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. I had got my commission in August at the beginning of August. And I was just like, okay, I'm gonna do more with it. I'm gonna do more with it. And then I just didn't some time had passed. And in November, I was like, you know what, it was like Thanksgiving, I was like, I need to do my first um, assignment by the end of this month. And I was like, okay, the end of this month is like three days from now. And then literally probably like a couple hours later, my friend called me and she was like, hey, I need this document notarized. I was like, oh my God, like this will be my first one. I was super excited. And so I went over there and I went over everything. I was like messaging Sophia. It was just the simplest like acknowledgement. <laughs> but yeah. I was like, you know, overthinking everything. Yeah. Um, I smeared my stamp because I was super eager and I didn't think to I didn't think to sign first and stamp last. So I stamped it and I smeared it with the sign. I'm like, oh my God, do you have another paper? All of the newbie mistakes I made them, but it was great. It was a learning experience. And I was like, okay, that was not as difficult as I created in my mind. Right. Now I can do this. So can you talk about the overthinking aspect? It's something I touched on a lot. Uh, for some reason, I think we were just talking about this before we before we hopped on. A lot of people, folks that get into this industry, they think is they think it's more than what it actually is. And for the most yeah. part, all you have to do is verify they are who they say they are. Make sure you get their signature and just place your stamp there. Like it's not it's not really <laughs> difficult at all. And so, so can you talk about over, um, overcoming the overthinking aspect of the business? Yeah, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. Overthinking, listen, fear will eat you up. Fear will stop you in your tracks. Um, and I think for me, I, it's just the idea of like moving past fear and I have to move past fear with action. I have to move past overthinking, which is getting it done. And sometimes I even have to say my little mantras, like it don't have to be perfect. It just has to get done. And I think once you start being able to coach yourself or building up those tools within your toolbox, like you can push past fear a little bit better because one there's a whole bunch of people out here doing this job and they thriving at it. So, you know, it's possible. Um, everybody has to do something once. Everybody's going to suck once. Everybody's going to have like carry their first L. That's how you learn. You didn't learn anything just coming out and having that information. So it's like you want to be a learner or you want to be perfect. Like yeah. I always opt to be a learner. I'm in everybody workshop. I'm in everybody, everything. I'm always trying to get some more information. So Sometimes like fear, I feel like knowledge combats fear. So the yeah. more knowledgeable you are, you know, you're more likely to 
pursue whatever it is because you know the steps to get there. And even if you just have to double check. Yeah. Okay. But you know, you have more confidence. So it's confidence. That's the one. Jim, is that it's like you like I said, you you rather focus on execution because you got some people out and I was teaching the, uh, the, the digital notary blueprint class yesterday. And you know, we was having I think it was, I was talking to yeah, I was talking to Griselle. We was having a conversation. We were talking about putting out the digital products. And she was saying, well, I know there's people that I've seen put out a, a digital product and they don't and they ain't even they don't even know nothing about what they did. They were just in my DMs not too long ago. But the message in that is like, even though they may have been in your DMs in your long ago, but they're not overthinking about it. You know, right. so they rather focus on the execution and then live with the results. And so the gym yeah. is in, in that is execute. If you find some new information, apply it. Because because mm-hmm. like I said, it doesn't work. If, you, if, you, if the information is not going to work if you don't apply it. So that's, that's real. Talk about, well, um, let me ask you, how long, how long have you been, how long have you been in this industry? So I've been a notary since August of last year, and I've been full-time since January of 2022, so this year. So I'm still in my first three months of business. God has been good, blessing me with opportunities, blessing me with just insight and vision. Um, so I've, I've been really just, I don't know, man. You've been taking moving, off. So I'm I, mean, with it. Yeah. I thought you was in, I thought you've been in the industry for about a couple of years or so, but the way you're moving, like wow. But that's I mean, but that says again, that says a lot about you. Like you said, you just got you just got into this and you are not looking back. You only looking, you only looking straight ahead. You find out some new information and you applying it right away. So yeah. here's another thing I want to ask. I, I'm gonna start asking this question. So when you first came into the business, did you think the only way to make money as a notary was only loan signings? Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) I also always talk about this because it seems like, it just seems like that's almost like the only way to go and there's no opportunities anywhere else. And that is just not the case. Like I am one to talk about diversifying your stamp. There's just so many opportunities out there. I prefer general notary work because of you. I prefer estate planning. And right now, being in this wedding efficient space, I literally love it. We are going into wedding season. I mean, for me, that's really the the bread and butter. And you don't even necessarily need to be a notary to add those services to your business. So it's like the, the being able to have your time compensated for you're in an industry that is like surrounded by love and happiness. You know, even yesterday, even with general notary work too, though, you get some very um, interesting calls. Like yesterday I got a call to do a prenup right before the actual like wedding. Like she was getting married within the hour and she was just like, yeah, I want this prenup real quick. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Like, okay. (laughs) I know that's right. (laughs) Exactly. So I feel like with general notary work, you just get to see so many things. And I feel like it helps you push past fear as well or practice helping you push past fear because you don't know what's going to be on the other end of that line. But you know you want to make that sale. So, you know, you take take more risk that way. Was was that the most interesting request that you had for for a notary assignment? A prenup before a wedding? Yeah, I ain't gonna hold you. That that threw me. I was like, okay. (laughs) But what I really get is I get to meet very like interesting people and I get to hear their stories and kind of their professions. And that's what always surprises me. It's like, there's a lot of people in tech, there's a lot of people in healthcare, but you're learning about different aspects of it and seeing what people are doing with their money too. 
that part is really cool. Like learning about investing in property and talking about stocks and all of that. Yeah, that's what that's one of the benefits that I like of working in the industry, especially when I was especially doing uh, loan closings initially. The type of people that you come that you run into is that you come across some very interesting people. I think the most yeah. interesting request that I've gotten for a notary was, oh yeah, that was probably a couple months ago. I notarized a sperm donor agreement. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's, I heard that's a um, that's like a little niche, a little pocket you can yeah. get in over there. Yeah, I didn't even know. So, yeah, and I even know now, I'm just now hearing that from you that may be a niche. So, I need to find some uh, what's what's the sperm bank? I think I may need to find them, yep. find them because I don't, I don't know yep. if there's any local ones out here. But when I got that request because I had got it through the calendar, one of I had got the uh, event schedule and I'm looking at the document. Now, what the request for the document was, it's a sperm donor agreement. I was like, these these type of documents need to be notarized? That's pretty interesting. That may be the most interesting request that I've gotten. Um, Talk about the weddings. Uh, That's something something that I just found out, I want to say probably towards the end of last year, that that's that's really a service that a lot of notaries offered. Like I said, I, I mean, for me, like I said, coming into the industry, it's just mostly loan closings, loan closings, loan closings. Like I've heard about yeah. apostilles. I heard about doing trust packages, but it wasn't anybody that I knew that was actually talking about it. Right. Yeah. And so it wasn't until actually just getting out here and, you know, trying to get educated, connect with different people within the space to where they actually perform these type of services. And so talk about the, the weddings, what, what, what piques your interest in regards to offering that type of service? Yeah, so I have always been, you know, a lover of love, the typical fairy tale, Disney, all that good stuff. But for me, I think like where I see the trajectory of like us as, you know, Black people, the Black community, Black culture is going back to building up the families and, you know, going back to keeping them together and marriage and stuff like that. So for me, it's like, how can I aid in that? I don't, I ain't old enough to be somebody marriage counselor, but I can, you know, come in and marry you guys, make sure you're informed about the process, make sure that everything is done legally, give you the confidence, you know, that your ceremony is going to be done correctly and just personalize it, make it about y'all. Like for me, I focus a lot on the couple and I just love to have that opportunity. Like for me, that's an honor to be able to be a part of your love journey. Like you chose me um, and you're trusting in me to legally, you know, marry you guys and provide you with your dream ceremony. That's a huge day for people. So I love that. And, you know, being able to provide that and couple it with my notary business to me, that was like a no brainer. Initially I was a little confused cause I'm like, okay, I have to notarize the marriage license, but then anybody can be an officiant. So like that confused me, but as I did more research and I learned more about my state laws, like I realized that, you know, it's just in certain states, there are, I think there's about six states that where as a notary public, it's already a part of your official duties to legally marry. So you don't have to go outside and get ordained through like a non-dimensional ministry or whatever, um, non-dominational, excuse me, ministry. So it's like, I can see why people already couple them with their services, but for us who are in states that don't have that already underneath, it's like, okay, now how do I add it? So learning how to add it has been amazing. I did my first wedding on 2-22-22, so that was a magical day. Um, Thank you, thank you. And it's been up ever since. I've just been 
learning more about the industry, making sure I'm educated about my state laws and making sure that I'm offering as much clarity to my couples as possible. So, you know, I put together an e-course in order to educate some other notaries that they're looking to put that into their business model. Or if you just want to get started in the bridal industry as a wedding efficient, it's just one of the best ways to get started because it's like low overhead. You don't need your notary stamp. Um, you set your own pricing, your own packaging, you get immediate return on interest. I mean, um, return on investment, depending on how you set up your payment. Yeah. Um, and it's just so many benefits to it. It's just like, you know, why not? I feel like people get stuck on the fear of maybe public speaking, but you're reading, you're practicing, you know, you have your notes with you. Nobody's expecting you to memorize a play and get up there and perform, you know, they want to make sure that it's done, you know, correctly and that the moment is special. So you do your due diligence and you have your information and you just take a deep breath and read. How long does it typically, how long does it typically take to perform that type of assignment? So with a wedding, with a ceremony, I would say about 15 to 30 minutes. Yeah, so because it's the actual script. So it depends on every wedding is different. So it depends on what your couple is looking for. They may have a bigger wedding. So they have more guests. They'll have a wedding party. So you'll have a procession. Um, It's like you have different type of rituals included. So jumping the broom, maybe the sand, um, giving the bride away or giving, you know, one of the partners away. So all of those things can fluctuate in time, but essentially the script part, the responsibility of you speaking is around like 15 to 30 minutes. And that's, you know, with bigger parties. For simple um, marriage signings, legally to marry uh, two people, you just have to do a declaration of intent. So saying I do, intending to marry, and then also a pronouncement. So just pronouncing you guys as legally married with the you know power invested in me for the state of New Jersey. So with those two things, um, you typically don't have a ceremony. So I just provide that part. They say they part and then we sign and then that's it. So that's even less time because it's no actual ceremony. So. What's the, what's the typical payout? What should a notary typically expect to get paid for, for performing a wedding? So uh, it depends. I preach doing market research, knowing your area. So look up at least five wedding officiants in your area. A lot of them are not notaries. They're just wedding celebrants or ordained ministers. Um, so look up five, look up what their pricing is, look up what is including in their packages. Um, because some people include rehearsal, some people don't. So rehearsals can be an additional um, fee that you can add or an upsell that you can have. So I would say in central New Jersey, the range is between 250 and 500. I walk around the 300, 350 line. So that is for my service. Um, And like I said, you make your own prices. So that doesn't include a rehearsal. To include a rehearsal, it's 100. Or, you know, people, I've seen up to 150. I've seen up to 250. Um, So it's all about your expertise. And again, you can couple things up. So some um, wedding officiants are also event planners or day of coordinators. So they'll couple those together. Me personally, I'm on the trajectory of opening an event space. So I want to be able to travel to ceremonies and then also have ceremonies performed like at my own event space, as well as 
other events and then even other events within the bridal industry because you also have engagement parties you have bridal parties you have bachelorette parties bachelor parties there's so many different things that are associated within the wedding industry that you can really start to just kind of branch off and create a business just from that yeah yeah bars um (laughs) creating an event space for 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 uh, for for people to actually perform weddings there that's that's very creative that's innovative and I think that's so dope that you're talking about this because like when I first came in, like I mentioned it earlier, when I first came into the industry, it's, it's loan closings, loan closings, loan closings. You know, that's all that I knew about it. So to be able to see yourself and other notaries that I'm coming across, be able to like say diversifying your stamp, you know, being able to just offer more than just loan closings. I think that is so dope. And then the great thing about it too, you're, you're, you're dictating your price points, like you're dictating the terms, which I think is very important because most notaries, they're only working with signing services only. And, you know, and they, a lot of things they always complain about, well, I'm only getting, they're getting their cut off the top and right. what's left over is what I get. And so, too, so that's why it's important for, for notaries to know that these type of, uh, these services, that these type of services exist. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of you connected with the right people and getting educated so you, too, can perform those type of, uh, those perform, to perform those type of services. Because at some point, you're going to have, you're going to have some days where signings are slow. Yeah. Now, we ought to had a day where we got five or six appointments in the day and we feel like, oh, we're going to take over the world, <laughs> you know, but then you have that day where you may have one signing here. You may yeah. get one signing the next day or you may get an offer for a signing where it's like 45 bucks, you know, but they right. want you to print out the documents. They want you to travel 20 miles out. And I, I mean, that can be that can be very frustrating. And trust me, I didn't been yeah. there. So to be yeah. able to know that there's other services that you can provide and it doesn't take rocket science to do. You just need a little bit of education. You just need to connect to connect with the right people. And that gives you the confidence that you need to actually explore those opportunities. So I thank you for sharing that. So Yeah, of course. What I definitely want to talk about is you outsource your first assignment. <laughs> definitely got to talk about that. And I was yes. so excited. I, and I'll tell you the story. I was asleep. And because uh, you know, you know, East Coast time. So when yeah. you, uh, so when you text, so I think when when I think when you be texting, it'd be like four or five in the morning. You know, I'm not up at that time. I'm I'm still asleep. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Still, that was all good. I'm still asleep. And so when I looked at the message, normally I don't look. Normally I don't look at social media when I wake up. I like to at least you know wake up, get my kids up, and get some coffee in me before I even before I get ready for the day. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm but I had seen you. So, so if I seen your message, I was like, oh, this must be, it must, must got to be something tear, you know, hitting me up. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, she about to do her first assignment. Oh, she about to outsource her first assignment. And yeah. I'm looking at that message. I was like, and I was like, that was like a great message to wake up to. Like some, 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 some news you want to wake up to. And then some news is like, yeah. that away. I don't even want to deal with that. <laughs> You know, but to receive that news that, you know, you was in the process of doing it, like I was so excited for you because, like you said, you executed, you executed on it. It wasn't like I've seen you didn't attend it, uh, quite a few of few of the workshops. We didn't, uh, okay. we didn't, I didn't, like I said, I didn't pass you business as well. And so to be able to see you position yourself to make this happen. I was like super excited for you. And so I want to talk about, again, I want to let the world, I want to congratulate you in front of the world because it's well-deserved because you put the work. Thank in. you. But talk about that experience. What was that like for you to outsource your first assignment? What was the emotions that you were dealing with? Were you like scrambling? Were you all over the place trying to figure out like, what do I do? Like, <laughs> 
Yeah, no, true story. So I like got a call. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you because honestly, I never even thought about outsourcing anything. And then secondly, it was like, you're probably like one of the first people I saw with their own agency. So first of all, I thought that was super dope off the rip because you do put people in position to like, you know, make some money sometimes when those signing services ain't calling you yeah. or you fighting to get it and you ain't getting it. You know what I mean? Right. That's just the reality. So I always appreciated that. And I never, it just expanded my mind. So when I got the call, it was just for like a city. It was an older gentleman and he wanted a power of attorney for a city that was like at least 45 minutes away. And I was just like, yeah, it's going to be a little bit more because that's a far ways away. He's like, okay, like you want to send yourself or you want to send someone. And honestly, like the light bulb didn't even click there. That's the sad part. It was just like, no, I'm become still, still in that mindset. So I go to sleep and when I wake up the next day, I'm just like, it's raining. And I'm like, man, I really do not want to take this drive, but I have to be here for this person. Like, this is a customer, you know, I've already committed to doing this. Like I have to show up. This is showing up for my business as well. So I was like, you know, I can present this opportunity to somebody else. There's, you know, enough there to make a little bit of a profit. Plus, this is just a new experience for me. So let me just take it. So I woke up. I read, I, I got into Stanford Academy, Stanford Academy. I read my handy dandy how to make money without stamping book. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, like, I feel like I could do this. I feel like I can do this. I got some clear steps. I probably had like one question, which is just in terms of general notary work, like how do you handle payment when you are outsourcing? Um, so that was the only question that I hit you up. And then I waited for that question. In the meantime, I was like, okay, now I need to find a notary. Yeah. So I had hopped into, I'm in a lot of like Facebook groups for like my state for notaries and different states and other uh, communities, including the Stanford community. And so I had went in there, um, I dropped just to find someone and I went into a couple of the other, um, of the other Facebook groups and uh, I was able to find someone. They reached out to me and he was like, somebody reached out to me. He was like, hey, I'm not able to do it just because of the time. Um, but I can try to find someone for you. And I'm like, we're a good looks because I'm still, it's early. Like I'm waiting for people to wake up and get their day started. So he sent me back someone. I went, checked out her credentials real quick, gave her a call. Um, she explained to me that this was her first assignment doing a power of attorney. I said, okay, no problem. We all have our first one. So I was sent her a training video um, from YouTube that I watched when I did my first um, power of attorney. It had a mock signing in it. It went over it very well. Notary Life Academy, I like her videos because she do a lot of general notary work videos and people be needing that. They want to jump straight to loan signings, but don't know the basics. So that was really good. I sent her that. I went over, um, you know, just the basics of the document with her and how to, you know, go there as a professional, as a notary, being that it's her first assignment. She was really excited and very thankful for the conversation. She went there. She killed it. The guy called me after. He was super happy with everything. Um, and then I spoke to her again. She just did a quick little follow-up. And she was very, like, happy. I was very happy. And I said, huh. Maybe I can like grow this a little bit more. Let's let's try to scale this. So now I'm in like quit like quite like Rafael mode, and I'm just like, okay, what will Rafael do? All right, let me start building up this notary network. Okay, let me make sure I have everything you know that I need in order to run this business legitimately. Make sure I have my notaries. Make sure they're vetted. And now I need to find more workshops. So I'm always looking forward to your workshops. So I'll be in more. 
growing, learning, all that stuff. So yeah. That was dope. That's dope. Definitely Man, and then what did, did did you feel like did if how long did it take you to find a notary? Honestly, it probably took me like I would say maybe an hour, an hour and a half, not even that long. And after that, I had more people coming to me after. So it was even better. I got like two for one. That's that typically happens. When you're trying to find a notary within the first 10, 30 minutes, it seems like nobody wants to answer their phone. <laughs> You get to think like, oh man, what's gonna happen? Like, I can't find a notary for that. But then, when you finally do find a notary, then all those people who you reached out to finally want to get back to you. Yeah. Like, oh, now yeah, you're, that's now true. You're pop up, right? <laughs> yeah, I was lucky. The assignment was at eleven, and I started looking. I started looking early. I probably started looking at like seven. So I tried to give myself a little bit of cushion just in case yeah. I had to get on the road and do it myself. But yeah, yeah somebody come through in a clutch. There's a lot of people that are full time too. So. Yeah that works out because they're able to handle those last minute ones that's dope man that's dope that you were able to pull that off so now that you so now that you outsource your first assignment what do you would uh, is that is that something that you're looking to possibly expand or is that something that you want to you want to look into but you're more focused on doing the uh, performing more weddings so I believe in the three pillars of sustainability. So for me, there's like three pillars of my general notary or of my notary business. So one is general notary work. Um, the other one is weddings. And then I'm really starting to get into apostes. I'm trying to say it the right way. I went to tie the abnormal notaries uh, in-person masterclass on is it Saturday. Apostles or apostee? It's a pasty. I be saying the pastilles all the time. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> I know. It's like I'm trying to say it correctly, but when you say it correctly, people don't know what you're talking about. So right. I, I don't know. But yeah, so it is a pasty, but either way, people understand what you're saying. Um, so for me with the general notary work, you know, a lot of the times um, for my any type of loan signings or loan closings that I do. Um, most of the time, any type of power of attorneys or estate plannings that I do and in a general, any general notary work that I do, I get that call through my Google business page. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I want to be able to build more, you know, to like client company based relationships and partnerships because I want to be able to provide like that notary network, some more steady work. But for right now, Whatever I get in and it makes sense and it's in somebody's area because I get a lot of calls outside of my area as well. Yeah. Um, I want to be able to start outsourcing those. So I'm looking to grow into an actual agency, um, but I really want to like make sure I'm building those bigger relationships so that I can provide that, you know, consistent work. So yeah. working with title companies and lenders and getting more into like, where other spaces I can have for general notary work. Cause you know, there's like process servers, like you can do um, general notary work at like hospitals, you know, rehabs, sometimes daycare facilities, stuff like that. So just having, even if I have like a notary that's like assigned to that and they go there once a month, they, you know, something like that, just creating an opportunity where it's just reoccurring for them and myself. That's dope. And you know, and, and that's, a, and that's, a, and that's pretty weird that, you tend to get more assignments outside of your area than you do in your area, which is always sometimes a little strange because I always get requests from, I just got a request yesterday for a jail signing, which I do got to find a notary for, by the way, uh, in Nevada City. 
it's out here in California. I was like, I've never even heard of Nevada City, but it's like nowhere, mm-hmm. it's nowhere near where I live at. But of course, I'm gonna find a notary for the assignment. Like I get a lot, like here, like locally, I don't get that many phone calls. Like I get phone calls, but I get more phone calls outside of my area, which is I don't I don't huh. quite understand that at all. But hey, we gonna take is it your care. zip codes? <laughs> is it your um because i know in some of the sites you got to put in you know the cities that's like around you you get like up to 20 cities or you put the zip codes in because i know for me i did go like a little bit further out but i feel like the calls i'm getting from are like an hour north like super north jersey or like really south jersey that's like at least like an hour 45 minutes or an hour away i know i didn't put this in here right yeah i I never i I never quite understood that but like for me i mean if that's the case i'm still gonna take advantage of it because like i'm not it's i'm no client left behind that's the campaign okay that's no client left behind that is the campaign i'm on so you need to get merch i need you to get merch no client left behind snooty alert like we need we need (laughs) big stamper like we need merch now come on you know, I, I you know I I do need to get some merch out. As a matter, I know that uh, I got you know I actually got the actual website. I already got the page set up. I just don't have the. Um, I said I get the. I, just, I gotta find a dope graphic designer. Y'all listen, if y'all listen out there, please put me put me in touch with a dope graphic designer because I do got some sayings like yeah. This I think the, yeah. snoo, the snooty notary shirt would definitely do numbers. That's my favorite. That's but my listen, favorite. It is for sure some snooty notaries out there for sure. Just. Speaking of the snooty notary, you know, I ain't gonna spend too much time on the snooty notaries, but y'all gotta cut that out, man. Y'all gotta stop hating. Yeah. If somebody is coming to you, you know, just pure, they wanna get some information, especially when they're first starting out, they're trying to get some information that can actually help them in their business. By all means, I'm not saying you gotta give them all your jewels. Like, you don't have to do that, right. but at least give them some type of guidance or direction so they actually can, you know, put some money in their pockets. There's been too many times where, um, I've, I've been like, you know, I'm a part of these Facebook groups as well. So I'll be lurking. I'll be trying to see, I'm lurking around. I'm trying to see what's going on within the ind- within the notary industry. And so a lot of times people have some really great, you know, information, some great insights. And I'll be like, okay, this is, this is some great information that I might, might want to apply to my business. But you'll have some folks in there when it, when it comes to pricing, they're going to be like, oh, why didn't you read your handbook? Why didn't you do this? Why did you do that? It's like, that's not what they came there for. Like they didn't come for a lecture. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, like these are adults that you're talking to at the end of the day. So respect them as such. These people have families. These people have kids, everything. Mm-hmm. So respect them as such. So if you don't have something positive to say, then just don't say it. Don't be snooty. Don't be rude. Like that's that you're not serving. You're not serving. You're not. That's not you're not serving anybody by doing that. Right. Yeah. And then people pay attention to it, too. So that's yeah. one thing. If I see somebody that's talking negative about somebody, what's, what's, what's the chances of me passing them an assignment? What's the what's the chances of me actually communicating with that person? You know, so yeah, yeah I need to get that snooty. Yeah, shout out to the snooties out there. I gotta get some I gotta get some more content out there as well. Some shirts, and everything. But yeah, no client left behind. That's the campaign I'm on. So what was I gonna get into? Let's, let's let's talk about you mentioned earlier that you're gonna put out uh putting out a course. Is this your first one? Yeah, so this will be my first one. So I am a big believer in monetizing your intellectual property. You took the time to learn it. You took the time to simplify it and make it all pretty and put the information out there. So, yes, I'm excited. That's so dope. That's so dope. And And I wish more notaries would do that. I wish more notaries would do that because, again, those days where signings are slow, um 
it's, it's tough to figure out like what else are you going to do you know yeah. um to me that's like the cheat code that's yeah. like the cheat code to your business because again i didn't have days where i mean i had no signings in-person signings or any signings in any other states but i didn't have digital sales for that day and so i made it hit my i might i've hit my revenue goal for that day the only thing I did was, you know, just sat sat at the office, created some content, or go to Starbucks, you know, get, you know, get a matcha tea latte, and, and that was that. That was my day, you know. So, and the cool thing about the digital products, like I said, you only got to create it once, right? You only got to create it once. If you want to add some updates to it, by all means, I encourage you to do that. I do it as well. Whenever I get some new insights, I record it, upload it to Stampin' Academy. So that's the great thing about it. You only got to create it once, and then that's that. Like I've created, like I still have people that buy my stuff that I created in October, November from last year. That's yeah. power in that. Like that's power to be able to still make to generate income from your knowledge. Just people monetize, just monetizing what you know. So yeah. when is that? When when is it? Is it, is it, uh, is it already out? Is it on the way? When, when, when can we expect this? When can we expect this? So I am, I am going to drop tomorrow, Monday at 8.28 a.m. Because that's yeah. my birthday. Let's go. <laughs> No, no, no. My my birthday is at is August twenty eighth, so I'm gonna drop it at eight twenty eight in the morning. Oh, bet, bet. Yeah. So I'm just super excited, um, because I feel like I'm just a very logical person. I try to go from A to B to Z and try to make it as concise and as clear as possible. So that's what I did with this. There's so many, um you know, education and stuff out there. I feel like you want to come here for the how-to, the how-to get in, get out and, you know, be able to be able to feel confident, be able to understand the process. And of course, I'm always going to preach, do your due diligence, learn your state laws. New Jersey laws are not California laws or or any other laws. These laws are crazy out here, but you know, there's some benefits sometimes because in New Jersey, there is a 72 hour hold for when somebody does their marriage license um, application to when they can actually have a ceremony in a state like Colorado, they have a zero, you know, hour hold. So as soon as they go to the county clerk and apply for a marriage license, they can get married the same day. So, you know, knowing stuff like that, being able to educate your couples and stuff like that, that's what they're looking for. A lot of times when the couples come, they're just as confused as like anyone because they're like, do I start here? Do I start here? It's so much to do. It's so overwhelming. But the wedding efficient booking, that is the first part because you need to know who's going to marry you in the day you're getting married before you even make your appointment. You need that information for your appointment. So I think even... You know, as a wedding fishing, knowing that can help you position yourself a little bit better um, when you come to educating and doing your consultation. So, yeah, I'm excited. I feel like people are going to walk away with a lot of information, uh, definitely to get them started. I also offer like discovery calls and coaching calls. So if they want more information, they can reach in, reach over that way and we can just go over what your plan is we're going into wedding season like this is like engagement like prep season people are booking into 2023 i have weddings for 2023 so this is a time to jump in if you jump in go ahead but people get married year-round so i think what you're doing is is pretty dope as well because you actually do this like you're not just you're not just teaching something that you that you just not teaching something that you that you googled like no nah, this is you, like you're pulling from real life experiences and i think that's really important because like when you pull from real life experiences and then you're creating a product that makes for a better product 
that means for people to actually be like, okay, this is a person who actually knows what they're talking about. They have actually done this and I can get some real insights and some real information from here. So I think that's dope what you're doing. Uh, man, that's pretty dope what you're doing, man. I love it. Uh, me, I, I'm important. I'm really, I'm big on uh, investing, buying, buying courses. There's some people that's, that's against it. Me, I'm all for it all the way. If you could save me uh, two to three hours from, trying to pull different videos from Google, uh, from YouTube and try to put it all t- together. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll pay, I'll pay, I'll pay the money to actually get the course. And more times than not, the people that you're paying these courses for, they actually got some great information on here. Yeah. Like great information. I done learned a lot from just from the folks that are from, from the folks that I bought courses from, from on social media. I learned a lot from there. So make sure y'all That's purchase true. that course. Uh, wrapping up, what's, what's, what, What's the vision for the next five to 10 years in your business? Where, where, where can we expect Team Brian Notary Services? Where, 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 can we, where, can, where can we expect to see your business in the next five to 10 years? Like, what's your expectations or what, what is it that you're looking to achieve? That's a good question. Okay, let's see. Where, where are we going? Where my vision at? <laughs> be feeling like raving sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I just see. So my goal is one building out that um, agency, giving new notaries, you know, that place to get their bearings, to start making some money, to understand. I believe in being an educator. I've been super lucky to find some great mentors. You, you know, Sophia. Just having y'all guys in my corner has really cut my learning curve. So the way that you guys have blessed me in my mindset, you know, I plan to do that. I have a couple of collabs coming up with some other notaries, which is super exciting because I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm all about the collaboration. So I just want to be able to, you know, live out my purpose. Um, you know, I'm here to inspire. I'm here to provide knowledge and I'm here to build and instill like confidence. So that's been my biggest thing. I really see myself going like 10 toes deep into the wedding industry. Again, getting those event spaces going. I really would like to have my first one by the end of this year, get an- another one next year and then start branching out to like cities a little bit further out from me. And eventually I really want to have my own wedding venue. So you can actually come there. You have a couple of different rooms you can have your ceremony there. You can have your reception there. We'll have, you know, bridal suites and uh, groom suites on deck. And just being able to do that, because what I've noticed is like, there's just not a lot of Black-owned wedding venues. Like, they might have an event space and you might can have a smaller, you know, event there. But no, I want my people to have big, just as big, just as grand, just as beautiful and deluxe and luxury. So that is definitely my long-term goal. And I'm hopping into these um, APOSTEs. I, I want to see. I want to see what I that's st- about. I still want to say apple steals. I'm sorry. <laughs> I still want. <laughs> I still want to say apple steals. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> it's oh apos- my god! Apostle? Oh, is it apostle? Apostle. Now I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Right. I, I'm still. I'm still gonna say apple steals, y'all. I'm sorry. It sounds better. <laughs> Pasty. I don't know. I do. The, the spelling, it makes more sense for the spelling because it's like, where, where the L's go? You just completely yeah. drop them all. Yeah, yeah I, I don't get that. That's, man, I, I, I like to say, I salute everything that you're doing. Uh, you're doing you you're doing great things. Like I, I, like I said, I, I respect the grind. I respect the hustle. I respect the vision. Uh, please tell people where they can tap in with you. How can they get in touch with you? How can they request your services? Drop your social medias. Plug everything. Plug everything. Yes. 
Okay, let me see. Let me run through everything. Okay, so you can um, follow me on Instagram at tbryannotaries, SBCS, which is just short for services. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, tbryan underscore underscore. I try to drop my gems on Twitter. I try to drop what podcast episode I'm listening to that day um, and just interacting with, you know, fellow notaries and other people that's all about creating and building that generational wealth. Um, you can definitely find me on Facebook and LinkedIn at T. Brian Notary Services. And for booking, I have a Calendly. There's going to be a link tree in my bio of all of my, uh, per portfolio, portfolio, excuse me, profiles on all the different platforms. But, Tap in. I'm always around. I'm always in somebody's inbox. I'm always encouraging. I'm always sharing. I like to know about new information. So if you see something happening in my town and my state, let me know. And always definitely go cop that officially ordained e-course. It's going to give you everything that you need to start your wedding officiant business. So diversify your stamp, people. That's it. Tap into Stampin' Academy, too. Y'all heard her. Tap in the Stampin' Academy. Tap in with Diversify Your Stamp. Again, thank you, Tierra. I appreciate you for hopping on the show today. Appreciate you for giving us the jewels, the gems, yes. the, telling us your story. And until next time, y'all. Peace out. Thank you.